Today's episode is all about the senora life, the old lady life you can translate to. The senora life is the new inn. It is the new whole life, if you want me to be honest. I mean, we are reaching 30, guys. I mean, I know a lot of my listeners are around my age. And so we have kids, we have husbands, we have divorces, we have it all. And we have gone through some things, if you want me to be honest. And throughout life, I know for myself, as I get older, as I encounter new things, I'm like, wow, I sound like my mom. Or wow, I'm pretty sure my mom would be telling me, you know, X, Y, and Z right now. And I don't know about you guys, but I hear my mom in the back of my mind a lot more now than I've ever had. And I look back at some of the quotes my mom would tell me, kind of like motivational quotes in her own way. Like, how do you say? Like, I know she's told me, todos van a pagar por sus pecados. Everyone's going to pay for their sins. I truly believe it. I see it in certain people in my life. Now that they're older, I can totally tell they are paying for their sins. And so every time I did anything wrong, I always have had that and have that in the back of my mind. Like, oh, I don't want to pay for this. So you know what? Let me change my mood. Let me change my reaction. Let me be a good person because I ain't trying to pay for my sins when I'm older. So I asked on social media if you guys had any favorite quotes, sayings, tips, or anything from your moms or whoever raised you, any senora advice. And I got quite a few. And so one of them was, No más haz lo que tú puedas y no te compares a nadie más. Do what you can and don't compare yourself to others. Amen, girl. Do not compare yourself to others because you will end up comparing yourself for the rest of your life and honestly there should be no comparison because we are all individually unique so yes do what you can be your own person y que les valga madre what anyone else thinks or what anyone else is doing you do you i've always said that you do you boo you do what makes you happy another one was cuidado te atropella un un carro y ni cuentas te das Be careful, a car is going to run you over and you're not even paying attention. I kind of didn't get it. The way I interpret this one is, you know, pay attention to your surroundings because you don't even realize what's going on around you. And I can see that. Sometimes we get caught up. uh, We don't realize what's going on around us. We need to be more aware. I mean, that's how I took that one. If you guys have a different interpretation on it, let me know. Another one was, allow others to help you and ask for help when you need it. I can see that, especially, you know, when you have so many kids (laughs) or just when you're going through some stuff, like they always say, reach out for help. You know, if you don't reach out for help, how are we going to know you need help? Like I get that. But at the same time, I was always taught as well to never be vulnerable and to just do it on your own. Because, I mean, kind of like when I was having the twins, my doctor was always like, oh, I hope you know, you know, 
have a lot of support at home? Is anyone helping you? And I would lie to her and I'd be like, yeah, uh, I told, I have people coming over and helping me because I didn't want to tell her the truth and be like, girl, who the hell you think is going to come over here and help me? These ain't anyone else's kids. These are my kids and I'm not going to reach out for help. I'm just not. I'm going to do this because I have to. These are my kids. They're no one else's kids. And I'm going to do it because, I mean, what am I going to do? Not do it? So it is true. I mean, I know a lot of us say, you know, if you need me, I'm here. But I don't know. I don't like reaching out for help. But that's just me. If you're one of those who doesn't mind reaching out for help, let me know how that goes. Do people really help you? Is it in you to just ask for help? I don't like asking for help. I don't even like asking my husband for help. I'm such a, nah, I got this. Like if the trash needs to be taken out, if Chas doesn't do it the first two times I ask him, then I'll just go do it myself. That's just the type of person I am. Like, you know what? You're in my way. I can just do it myself. So, but I know there are some people who truly do need a village, who truly do need help. And so, yeah, ask for help. If you need help, you ask for help. We're all different. Another one was Viva un dia a la vez. So live your day one day at a time. And I totally see that. Um, looking back at like when I was working, I was such in a routine. Like get up, go to work, you know, take Briella to school, come home, homework, dinner, some TV time, shower, bed, wake up and do the same thing all over again. And now that I have all this chaos added on, like my day is never the same anymore. Some days are good and some days are bad. Some days the twins are cooperating. Some days Brielle is not cooperating. There's some days Chaz is in a mood. Some days I'm in a mood. And it used to just frustrate me that I, I was almost missing my routine life. But I have to realize like, you know what? It's one day at a time. It's not bad all day. It's only bad for a little bit, but every day is truly a good day. Honestly, your day is just going to be how you react to it, how you have your mood towards it. So I can see, I like this, live your day one day at a time. And then an advice one was, I wish someone had told me that it'll all be okay. Don't compare yourself to others and be present. I saw this one a lot, the whole, you know, don't compare yourself to others. And I hope a lot of you listen to my social media episode because it's true. Do not compare yourself to others. I know we do it a lot, especially with this whole social media world we have going on. And it's easier said than done. But if you can control your thoughts and if you can control your feelings, just don't do it. Don't compare yourself to others because honestly, it's not worth it. Like I said before, we are all so different that it it's almost dumb to try and compare yourself to someone else because they are nothing like you and you're nothing like them and you don't know what they their life is truly like just like no one knows what your life is truly like be more present like right now um we are in spring break um and i just deleted social media again because i was like you know what i really want to enjoy spring break while my daughter's here and she's still young enough to want to be around me my husband is home. He's a teacher. So he's off with me. I have my two little twins and I'm like, I just want to be present. I just don't want to be focused on what other people are doing during spring break. 
I don't want to be comparing like, oh man, I wish I was in Florida. Oh man, I wish I was doing this. I wish we were doing that. Like, no, I don't need to be worried about what other people are doing. I need to be present in what me and my family are doing. And honestly, it's only Tuesday. And God, I feel the relief already on being more present, you know, taking more pictures and realizing that these pictures are for myself and not for everyone else to see. I don't know. It's different. Something someone else said is, Ponte lo que tú quieres porque quién sabe si vamos a vivir mañana. Wear whatever you want to wear because who knows if you'll be here tomorrow. And girl, that's a tough one because this fupa is no joke. Unless you're just one of God's favorites who has that high metabolism who, oh my God, I already snapped back. Ugh, I didn't get any stretch marks. Like, shut up. up. Good for you, but seriously, shut up. You suck. I'm sorry. You do. And yeah, I'm totally being ugly right now because yeah, like that's not fair. It's just not. Some of us, you know, we're just not lucky. My stomach looks like a whole damn roadmap at this point after having twins. And then the C-section, I have that overlap flap. It's just, ugh, I hate it. I hate it. Wearing jeans, like I miss wearing jeans and not having such a like big old blech right there in my front i oof, whatever and like summer's coming up hot girl summer or hot mom summer whatever it is we're into like damn i'm low-key nervous i don't want to wear a bathing suit my shorts don't even fit me right now i refuse to go to a size eight i don't want to like yeah i'm only 411 so any weight that i put on is obviously always noticeable but then at the same time, it's like, am I going to be wearing yoga pants all the time? Like, yeah, that's awesome. I, I wish I could. But no, like you want to dress up and feel good. And honestly, one of my favorite quotes that I live by is, if you look good, you feel good. And that is so true. If you're looking frumpy, you're going to feel frumpy. So yes, honestly, it takes me a minute. It's going to take me a minute. But Anyone who's out there confident in your body, you wear whatever the hell you want to wear because I've always said it as well. It's not what you're wearing. It's how you're wearing it. A girl could be wearing a thousand dollar outfit, something from Nordstrom's. And if she's just sitting there slouching with no confidence, that outfit, no, it like, no se está luciendo. It's not showing off. And you need to be confident. You need to wear what you're going to wear and own it doesn't matter where it's from you need to own what you're wearing because again it's not what you're wearing it's how you're wearing it and if you're wearing it with pride if you're wearing it with grace if you're wearing it with you know confidence then eso es lo que va a lucir. that's what's going to be shown off so yeah wear what you want to wear and i'm gonna totally work on that like i'm really trying to just own my jeans you know own this new body that I have because it's it did so much it literally did a lot so I'm getting there if anyone has any tips on how to just own it hit me up so another one was todo lo que admiras en los demás es un reflejo de algo que ya está dentro tuyo how can I translate that everything you admire in others 
is a reflection in something that's already inside of you. I don't even know how to interpret this one in English nor in Spanish. It's like, if I admire something in someone, does that mean that I already have it within myself? Like, I admire someone who, let's see, I don't know. I'm going to have to think twice on that one. But if this quote means something to you, then let me know what it means to you. Like, let me know what it, like, let me know how I can better understand it. And then another quote is, El rival más difícil está en tu cabeza. The biggest rival is the one in your head. And oh my God, yes. Like, our biggest enemy is ourself. We're the ones who easily talk down on our own selves. Just like you can easily hype yourself up, you can easily drain yourself. And you don't want to be your worst enemy. Like, again, you have to give yourself that confidence. Like, fake it till you make it. Talk to yourself beautifully because no one else is going to do it. And you have to do it for yourself. Because when you do it for yourself, like, and you start believing in yourself, like, that's when you start feeling that power. That's when you start building yourself up. So, yes, don't let the worst enemy, which is yourself, bring you down. I got another one that said, raise your kids how you want. Don't let anyone else tell you how to raise them. Yes, like there's some things I pick up like from my mom. And there's some things I'm just like, eh, I'm not doing that. And with my kids, like again, everyone knows. Everyone as a parent knows. Being a parent does not come with instructions. Being a parent is hard as it is. And so how do you say this? Like, yeah, do what you feel is best for your kids. Like, I know there was a lot of times my mom did certain things that I'm like, why would you do that? Why? Like, her not giving me the period talk. Why did she not give me the period talk? Did anyone else's Mexican Catholic mother not give them the period talk? I remember when I gro- when I got it, I yelled because, again, I thought I was dying. She looked at me. Like if she was ashamed almost. Like she was just like, fuck. I don't know. Like obviously my mom doesn't curse. But that's the look I, I remember receiving. She threw a pad at me. She's like, here. They're down here under the sink. And when it's dirty, just put on a new one. And I was like, what? Okay, well. Like I never knew what it was. Like what was coming out of me? I didn't know what cramps were. I didn't know what to do to make yourself feel better with cramps. Like, I just wish she would have talked to me. And so something I took out of that was I made sure Briella knew everything there is to know about a period. I bought her books. I told her stories. I gave her experiences. Like, I make sure my child always has extra pads in her in her bed. Not in her bed. What am I talking about? In her backpack. And on those weeks that she has a period, I make sure she knows to wear dark clothes, to always take a sweater. And I know you girls know what I'm talking about. For those, you know, accidents that sometimes happen when you're young and you have to wrap a sweater around your waist. 
I tell her everything. I was like, if you get dirty, if anything happens and you feel like you can't call me, don't feel that way. You call me, you go to the nurse and you say, I need to call my mom and I will be there because I know how embarrassing it is to walk around with dirty clothes or dirty pad or the pads from the nurse that were pretty much diapers. So I want to know, like, what did you take from your mother's mistakes and, you know, do better for yourself? Like, I really want to know, like, what quotes get you through life? Because a lot of things that my mom tells me is what gets me through life. Like, one of the sayings that really stuck with me was when she mentioned, do for your child what I couldn't do for you. You know, everything you wish I would have done for you, make sure you do that for your child or for now my children, right? And it's true. Like, I know my fir- my fellow first-gen people understand I don't know what happened to our immigrant parents when they were kids that they just, some, not all, are just so cold. If you look back at their pictures of years and years ago, like, they don't even smile in their pictures. Like, como si fuera un castigo to be happy. So my mom doesn't tell us I love you. My mom doesn't hug us. Like, she just doesn't. I think she's just coming around to it. And growing up, my mom, you know, now I think she's a saint. But, you know, she made her mistakes just like every parent does. And one of the things that, like, really bugged me now that I'm older looking back is that I was an ugly kid. Like, mom, what made you think having a mushroom haircut was a good idea? Or why did you not care what the fuck I look like on picture day? I remember very much a teacher, like they were handing out the picture day pictures and a te- uh, the teacher came to mind. She dead ass laughed and then she handed it to me and I will never forget that because it was so embarrassing how everyone was so dressed up for picture day. And I remember that day I tried my best to do my hair, but I think I was like seven years old. I didn't know how to do my hair. And with that, I guess you could say trauma of being such an ugly kid. Like if you went to elementary with me, then you know, I was an ugly kid and I went through puberty super fast. So I already had acne in elementary and I don't know, I guess my mom just didn't give a fuck what the hell I looked like. I was just, no, like I remember being made fun of a lot for how I looked because I was always bigger in the sense of like weight. I was also always bigger in the sense of height. I know I'm super short now, but believe it or not in elementary, I was always one of the tallest kids and I was always one of the biggest kids. Like, you know, I was a little chunks, not even a little. And I just wasn't a cute kid. And I didn't like being compared to everyone else around me. No one looked like me. And then growing up with an older sister who was super pretty and super skinny, like, damn, that really fucked me up even more. So because that fucked me up so bad, you guys have no idea how much effort I put into making sure that Briella does not leave this house looking a hot mess. Like, I'm sure I get on her nerves, 
but no lie, I don't let her go out looking toda fodonga. Her hair has to be brushed, something has to be in her hair, or just, you know, make it look nice. She's not allowed to really leave the house in sweats. I, I don't allow it. I don't know. It's just, I know it's more of a me thing. And pobrecita, sometimes she just wants to wear sweats. And sometimes I let her, but I have to make sure that it looks like an outfit. Because I refuse to have my child feel, I guess you can say, ugly. And so the other day we had parent-teacher conference. You guys, I know I'm vain. I know I am. And the teacher said a lot of great things about her, yes. But the one thing I really took out of that is that as soon as she saw me, she said, your child is so stylish. I just love how she comes to school every day looking so stylish. And you, you're such a stylish mom. Y'all, I almost wanted to cry because, you know, growing up, I didn't have that. I'm telling you, I was very ugly and I very, I hold on to that. It's probably why I have low self-esteem shit. But anyways, but my kid, no, nunca. O sea, she's out there working it. I'm so proud. I know that sounds so odd, but I'm so excited. Like, I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, thank you. I was like, I try. <laughs> it's Briella who's out there, but I'm the one who tries. So, so when I went on social media asking everyone to, you know, send me your best senora advice or your best senora sayings, that were passed on to you that's what i meant like what is it that you took from your mom or from anyone and you're like yeah that's what i'm in implementing into my own children or that's what i'm not implementing to my children you know another thing that my mom loves to say is that depression doesn't exist <laughs> she's like yo nunca tuve tiempo para estar uh, como se dice depressed de estar triste you know, yo me puse a trabajar después de un mes de tenerlas. Like that she went back to work after one month. Like, well, good for you, girl. That's why you're strong. I guess I'm just not as strong as you. Like, it's just stuff like that. But I also have funny sayings. Like when I was back in my single life, my favorite saying that I would go with was la que, la que no es puta, no disfruta. And if you're single, live by it. Enjoy your youth. Enjoy your phases. Porque luego vas a llegar al face de la señora y ahí vas a estar echando lonche. You know, reminiscing on the old days. I hope some of these sayings helped you guys out, had your minds turning, or reminisced along with me. But if you guys have any sayings that you guys want for me to incorporate onto the next episodes, let me know. Send them on over. You can find me on Instagram at The Salming Podcast. I do want to end this episode with a listener question. Someone asked me if I ever had anything that turned, that started off bad and ended up turning to something good. And I had a couple things like the one of them was obviously my divorce. So glad that happened. But again, I'm not ready to talk about that. But the other thing that ended up being good like it started bad, but it ended up being good, was hitting rock bottom. You guys, some of us need to hit rock bottom. Some of us need to hit that low to realize, yeah, this is not where I want to be. This is not who I should be. And then from 
being so low, like, le echas más ganas. Like, you come back stronger. You fight to be a better you. And thankfully for hitting that low, I am where I am today. Like, I truly have a beautiful testimony that I would love to share one day. But yeah, if, if you guys had, do you guys have anything that started bad and actually ended up being good for you? Or you actually ended up having a good ending, a positive ending? Let me know. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this episode. My next episode will be about mothers. So I would love to have someone join me. Let me know if you're interested in, you know, joining me for an episode or two. You never know about, you know, motherhood. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom as well, or maybe you're a working mom. I just want to talk to another mom, bounce off ideas. If you're interested, please let me know, and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.